Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. always advocating for having conversations and listening to different people from different avenues and walks of life and places that we've never even explored before. And that's going to be the truth for me today, because I'm going to be stepping into an arena that I know very, very little about. And that's in female gaming. Brooke A.B. is just an incredible person in the industry of gaming. She has over 1.1 million followers on Twitch and is the second ever female creator to join top gaming organization 100 Thieves. Brooke has become one of the most prominent women role models in gaming, advocating for more women representation in the space, as well as speaking out on issues like mental health, harassment, and toxicity towards women, which I can only imagine in the gaming world. You can find her on all sorts of platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok. I am so excited to welcome her to the show today to talk everything gaming and more. Please welcome Brooke. Brooke, it's so great to have you here. Not only to be a voice for women in gaming, I stumbled into gaming, maybe not to the full spectrum that you have, but it kind of saved my mental health in the pandemic. And I think oh, a lot of women fell into that, but have never really like explored the full world of it all. And I'm really fascinated by your story because my son is really into gaming and he loves watching Twitch. And it makes me a little afraid because I understand that it is such, it can be such a toxic environment. And I kind of want to hear your story in how you got into it. And then we're going to dive into conversations around the toxic culture that it can be and how we can create it to be a safer space, even for someone like me that has these conversations with potentially their son. So introduce yourself, what you do. I kind of already introduced you a little bit at <laughs> first, but I want to hear it from you. Yeah. My name is Brooke. Hello, everyone. Um, I play video games professionally. <laughs> so I stream on Twitch and I'll say go live so anywhere from 
five hour day to nine hour day, just kind of hanging out, streaming my video games and talking with my chat. So it's a really cool job to be able to say, yep, I wake up and I play video games for a living. (laughs) But like you said, there's a lot that goes into it that's, you know, has toxicity and things like that. So definitely pros and cons, but I've been gaming my entire life ever since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since I was really young and my sister and I would play, whether it was on the computer games or we had a PlayStation. So me and my sister have always kind of played video games growing up. And then once I got to college, I got, when I was in college, it was Fortnite was the big, Oh yeah. The hype of everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I would go over to my friend's house and all the guys are there playing Fortnite, you know, huddled around the TV and I would play and they'd say, why are you not, why aren't you streaming this? Like, if you know, if you're decent, you might as well just go live and stream it. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I feel so, like that's a lot of people listening right now. Yeah. Like what? Like, what is, what does that even mean? I didn't, I didn't even know until a couple years ago. And so yeah. I looked into it. I saw, you know, people playing the games, talking with their chats. And I said, you know, I, I could, I could try it. So I gave it a shot and thankfully it worked out and now, now I'm here, but it's a, it's a whole different world. The gaming space is just booming right now. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. It is. But I, I mean, it's, it's funny that you say, you know, you wake up every day and you get to play video games and that's such a cool job. And I feel like a lot of times when we have creators and we look at them and we're like, what an amazing job. You get to just do this all day. And there's that, but there's more to it. Talk to me a little bit more about, or like just dive into a little bit of some of the challenges that you've maybe faced and why this is truly a job and not just a hobby. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think first and foremost, the internet right now, can be such a toxic place Mm -hmm. by itself. But I think that the gaming community can sometimes be a little extra toxic. And so it's really hard being a woman and getting into that space and, you know, where it's mostly male dominated, you know, there's, there, there are a lot of female gamers, but not anywhere compared to the amount of men that are in gaming. So it's hard to put yourself out there and say, here, come watch me or, or play with me or things like that, because you get just horrible comments or people, you know, being trolls and just looking for attention. So that's always a hard part of being a woman in this space, Mm. but it is also hard to be kind of taken seriously. Sometimes a lot of people will say, well, when I, when I started streaming, I had like 50 viewers and then I was lucky enough to meet the right people and get an opportunity to play with the right people. And so my boyfriend was one of those people that I met and I, I jumped from 50 viewers to 10,000 overnight. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of people will tell me, well, you wouldn't be where you are without your boyfriend or it's because of him or people call me symphony's girlfriend, mm. you know? And so instead of being my own person, so that's been a, a challenge as well, not only dealing with the toxicity, but just being taken seriously and being your own person in this space. A hundred percent. And in your relationship, if I can ask this as well, how has it kind of been brought up or has it been where some of the challenges that you face 
he's now faced with as well. Maybe the culture that he has been a part of for so long now has to be faced with the side of it that's hurting somebody he loves. Is it something that has, you know, created passion in him to sort of talk about as well? Or like, how has that dynamic been in in coping with that? Because I, I can imagine, as I feel this sometimes on TikTok, for instance, you can't show certain parts of your body if you're a woman, mm-hmm. um, and you're immediately taken down, but yep. men can like, literally dance in like really tight shorts showing everything and everything. it just stays up and I'm like uh-huh. and nobody's making comments at them nope everyone's like oh this is so hot and then for yeah. women we're just like torn apart limb by limb it doesn't feel fair so I can imagine that it is a conversation that comes up but it doesn't have to be I mean men can be incredible feminists like I'm just gonna Absolutely. say it. they can be incredible feminists but that's perhaps not something that he dealt with before so how has that come up and and been in your relationship yeah, it's, I mean, I don't think it was ever anything that he kind of even, not like he didn't give it a thought, but he wasn't experiencing that or being around people who were experiencing that. So it kind of mm. wasn't in the forefront of his mind. And it's been a real shift for him seeing how people treat me, how people now talk to him. I, I'll give an example. The other day I posted a picture and it was, I was in a swimsuit, which if I want to yeah, post it in a swimsuit, I'm going to do it, number one. But I cropped it, like, before you could even see anything, it was just my shoulders and then my face. Yeah. And he responded to it, something like, oh, my goodness, gorgeous, or something like that. It's really sweet. And someone responded to him and said, if your girlfriend is posting pictures like this, this isn't your girl anymore. Unacceptable. <laughs> If and, my husband heard that comment, he'd be like, she's long gone. She's in her underwear every day on the internet. He's like, <laughs> he's like, it's your shoulders. I was oh like, oh, it's, it's legitimately just my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, he would never, he would never get comments like that or anything mm-hmm. before having a girlfriend in the space. But also just having people, because we are so public together, feel like yeah. they're almost a part of our relationship or can tell us how, you know, he'll have people saying, why is Brooke out and you're not, you're going to let her do that. Things like that. He's like, I'm not her keeper. Like she's, she's her own person and can do what she wants. And same with him. We don't track each other. Um, but people often try to have input on a relationship. It's really interesting to see. I also think it's really quite admirable that he sort of championed you having a career in this. And maybe that's you met him and there was like doors opened through that relationship. But that's also what men should be doing. Like that's ultimately what guys should be looking at is like, who are people who need doors opened? What can I be doing to making sure there's more safe spaces? There's more women in this space because the more women there are, the safer it gets for other women, right? Like that's a really fascinating point. But I have to ask you because I, my son you know, he's 12 now and he, it's the most angelic little thing, but as soon as he turned 12, there's like this new persona that starts to come out and you can tell that a lot of it is impacted by, and just like, he's never said anything cruel. Like I'm always coming down on him about like how we talk about women and stuff, but I know a lot of this like attitude comes from some of the things he's witnessing online. And it's really hard because this pandemic, and I'm sure a lot of parents can relate to this 
we need, we just got through, like we just got through we're like, you've spent all day locked indoors doing school, go play video games. Like, I don't care. You're not even allowed to go outside at some point. So we went for multiple walks a day, but there's, we got to a certain point now where I'm like, okay, he he was nine when this started, he's 12 now. And he goes in his room and he watches Twitch and he plays his games and he has a lot of fun. And I can see how good it's been for him, Mm -hmm. but it terrifies me what's happening on the other side. It terrifies me that I didn't ask enough questions and that he potentially could be somebody contributing. I think that there's a lot of us who are like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But then Mm -hmm. there's like that fear of what if my kid is contributing to some of the toxicity that's happening online? What would you say as somebody who's experienced some of these things in terms of what you think that parents should be doing when we approach letting our kids participate in online activities and when they come of age to it or a watching Twitch or even getting into streaming themselves, which is a constant request that I'm constantly denying. Right. But when you get, I'm like, when you are of age to do so, you can do so. But until then, not happening. But I just from, I just think as you, somebody who has like faced it so much, you might have some insight into I don't know. Just tell me how to talk to my kid. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I was a teenager and I know like when I was on the internet, I wanted privacy. I didn't want my parents, like, not like I was doing anything bad, but I just wanted my own space. And yeah. And you want to respect that. But at the same time, what I've discovered is that I wish parents were more involved with what their kids are doing on the internet. As much as you want to give them that space from coming from someone, I, talking about the toxicity and things like that. I mean, I, for the last three years and my boyfriend have been just harassed and stalked for just horrible, horrible things. We've been doxxed. I mean, the FBI was involved. I saw that. I read an article in refinery 29 about you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's just been, it was really, really intense. It's, you know, resulted in a lot of things, PTSD, depression, anxiety, and the FBI gets involved and then you learn that their kids doing yeah. it. And, and that's the hard part is you want to, I want, it's, I want kids to be able to have a safe space or be on the internet and have privacy. But I also just want to like shake some parents and be like, please like know what your kids are doing because they yeah. could be out there ruining someone's life and you could have yeah. absolutely, it's, it's a terrifying thought and you never want to think, well, that would my kid would never do that, you know, but it, it's just, it happens so, so often on the internet right now. And I think that people aren't aware or keeping tabs on what their kids are doing. And so it's really hard. Do you think it could be something as simple as like, Hey, I just want to watch you play your game for a bit and like starting to witness and maybe like gently bringing up like, Oh, what that person said was like really inappropriate. And like bringing up the conversations yeah. afterwards, but just like being witness to it. Cause I always feel like I'm entering a dungeon of like, not my space. Right. Like right. there is that, but yeah. and I also don't want him to feel like he's lost his safe space. But I also think it's incredibly important. And I'm so glad you brought up the severity of it because I yeah. think that we do dance around our kids, especially with their mental health in the last couple of years. Yeah. But we also have to acknowledge that like, uh, this is really extreme, but I think about it all the time. So I'm just going to say it, but like some serial killers have good moms. Like they, yeah. are they're, they, some really bad people have really yeah. good, well-intended parents. Exactly. And that is like a devastating thing to realize. And I think mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
being somebody who's on the, I get a lot of hate too. Maybe not. I haven't had the FBI, thank God. But it, it does make you realize that there's, there's that reality of like hurt people, hurt people. And I hate yeah. that because it makes me feel like, yes, hurt people are going through stuff, but why do I have to be their punching bag? So we need to have these conversations. Exactly. Like it doesn't matter how hard a day you're having. Like you don't get to take that out on somebody else. You don't get to ruin somebody's lives. These are real things and real people. Mm-hmm. With your growing uh, popularity and everything you've experienced there, do you find yourself feeling like you need to, or maybe the question is, how do you reconnect to who you are within all of this? Because it is such a dehumanizing experience. I know it firsthand. People don't really think you're real. They'll message you the worst things ever. And then you're like, reply to it. And they're like, oh, I didn't actually think you read these. Like, absolutely. I do. I see Mm -hmm. everything that's going on. It's devastating and it's hard to bring yourself back into who you are. So what are some ways that you kind of keep tabs on your mental health? Because for me, I game, so I don't know what you do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, I have been, ever since I started streaming, super open about talking about mental health. I think it's Mm -hmm. one of the most important things for me to get across to my audience is that, you know what? People will tell me all the time when, you know, I'm feeling upset or I'm having a bad day well, what do you have to complain about? You wake up yeah. and you play video games, you know? Yeah. And I, I have to stop and I'm like, I am a person. Mm-hmm. I have been on medication since I was 14 years old. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't just go away because I got a really great job, you know? And there are a lot of bad things that come with this job. So it's hard for people to look past that and say like, no, this is a person with feelings. And like you said, when you respond to them, a lot of people will either be like, oh, well, I didn't know you're going to read this. I didn't mean it. Or yeah. people will shame you or say, well, why are you giving this attention? Why are you even giving them the response? And it's like, because I'm, I'm hurt. I, I, I yeah. deserve to one, defend myself, mm-hmm. to have feelings and react. However, I feel accordingly, you know, it's, it's not like, I, I think they just expect us up. Brush it off your back. You're fine. You know, I know. it's, it's so I hard. love doing, I love doing the Instagram method of bless them and block them. Like mm-hmm. just bless your heart and goodbye. Does that work on Twitch? Like, can you block people? Can you protect yourself in the same way? You can. So, so there are like, I have moderators in my chat that can okay. do it for me. So while I'm live, I don't have to worry about what's going on in the chat. So someone says, oh, you're ugly in my chat, whatever. Okay. You're just block them. I don't have to see it. But specifically for like my stalkers, they find ways around that. So they, I mean, I did a, like I did the other day, a six hour stream and we blocked over 200 accounts. (gasps) They just sit there and make more and make more. And across, I mean, we, we counted through Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, over the last three years, we have blocked over 50,000 accounts across all of them. Oh my, I love how you're like, my stalkers, like they're a band. Like there's an entire grouping so of it's people. It's bizarre. There's so many. There was five yeah. of them. And it's well, just bizarre. I wonder if they just like, you're such a positive person. And I, I feel like that would be almost like a challenge, right? Like you, and, and I, maybe I, I want to ask, how do you stick with it? Like, how do you stick with something that can be so hard? Yeah. And even my, and what's my your why? Yeah, my therapist asked me the same thing. She's like, after all this, you know, the PTSD, the anxiety, mm-hmm. the depression. I mean, I had a month where I did not get out of bed. I wasn't, yeah. I was so terrified. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. Like I just wasn't a human being at that point. Yeah. And 
my therapist was like, so why not quit? <laughs> you know, and it kind of, it took me back for a second. I was like, why don't I quit? And I think about it. It's because I wake up every morning and I've had other jobs and I would wake up and say, God, I have to work today. And I would just mm-hmm. feel sick. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. God, here we go again. I have to get up and be miserable all day. So I wake up and I feel excited about work and I have made so many friends. I met my boyfriend. I can financially support my family. I mean, there's just so many great reasons that I love and I love doing this. And I think it's important because I feel like I can help be a voice for my viewers, you know, who want to talk about mental health, who, you know, want to have a safe space on the internet for women or for anyone. I want to be a positive person for them. And I want them to get something out of my streams. And so if I could help people, I think that that's the most important thing, but it is hard to say, you know what? Sometimes you got to sacrifice your own happiness some days to make sure that other people can be okay. So it's, it really is a give and take, you know, but I feel like the pros far outweigh all of the cons with how intense and bad the cons can be. There's just so much to be happy about. I, I'm glad that you kind of bring this up because I think it it kind of speaks to the duality of life, right? Like things can be really hard and they can also be so beautiful and it, it can, you can want to just never come back to it again, but yet your why always gets stronger and louder. And to be a voice of change doesn't make it easy. I always like, I'm a big analogy person. So whenever I'm feeling like a lot of pressure, a lot of like hate my way, I think of it in the sense of like anytime a pendulum is swinging, people swing back harder, but eventually it's going to land in the middle. So this conversation that we're having right now, I can just envision in five years, 10 years, how much different it is and how much change has happened and how much more safety there is and more female gamers like entering in the space and feeling like if she did it, I can do it. If she struggles with mental health and I do too, like I feel more seen. This makes me feel like I have community, like all of these yeah. things, those, but it's also okay that it's so effing hard. Like, yeah. I, I love that it is not one or the other, or that you should just be grateful because you're making money, or mm-hmm. you should just be happy because you're do- playing video games all day. Like the reality is, is it can be hard and yeah. it can also be amazing. So I love that you kind of speak to that. I kind of want to dive in though, because I'm sure other people are curious, just like me. And people always ask me this and I think it's so obvious, but I don't know about video gaming. How do you actually monetize? Because I love women making money. Me I too. love seeing them make bank and doing yep. well in this world. <laughs> the fact that you are young and doing so well and having so much happen for you. Women, especially, we hate to see it. But we love to see it. And we also hate to see it. But let's dive into how you're monetizing and truly growing a business out of something you love, which is something we should all be seeking to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think It comes down to a lot of the basics. I mean, Twitch is what I mainly started with and Mm. streaming. So with streaming, you can get just straight up like a tip, like they call it donations. Oh, my son loves doing that. Yeah. yeah. He like does chores so he can tip his favorite Twitch people. I know. Yeah. So so that's the, that's the, Hey, at least he's doing the chores and not just, yeah, I know where the money's going. I get the, I get the things that say, I've gotten the emails from angry parents that are like, 
why are you taking my money? I'm like, okay, kids, <laughs> drop the parents' credit yeah. cards. Like, <laughs> we don't, we're not going to do that. But yeah, yeah. So you can just donate or a tip straight up, and then you can also subscribe. So that's like a monthly subscription. It's five dollars that they pay. And then sometimes, like, say my chat's misbehaving, I'm like, okay, we're going in subscriber only chat. So yeah. like, there are perks to being in it. You don't get ads. You don't get mm-hmm. th- certain things. So. Being a subscriber, it's $5 a month. And then depending on your Twitch partnership, you get a percentage of that. Okay. The standard is like 50%. So say someone does $5 and you get 250 of that. Okay. So then it adds up over time, you know, say like right now, I think I have like 2,500 subscribers. Mm -hmm. So then boom, multiply that. Then you get tips donations. So that's kind of like the base level, the Biggest, I would say the biggest, biggest way would be sponsorships. How does that work? Do you have to do stuff like in the middle of a stream? Yeah. So like, so a lot of it will be like, look at this new game that's coming out. We want people to play it. So they'll, they'll say, okay, we're going to sponsor you to play this game on stream for like two hours. And then I play it. It's super fun. And just an easy way to say, you know, like check this game out. Boom. Yeah. Then it's done. Or I have like yearly, like people who sponsor me all year. So like I'm sponsored by Chipotle and JBL audio and Lexus. And so like, it's really cool to have these brands be involved and kind of weaved in throughout your whole year. So it's not like I'm doing one stream. It's like, Oh, Hey, like I have them in a little logo in my corner on my screen, you know? So there's tons, I mean, there's tons of opportunities and ways, and those are kind of like the big ones, but I've always said, Yes, I'm doing gaming, but I feel like there's so much more out there that mm. I can do. And I never want to just be making money in one avenue and call it like, I want to be, I want to do it all, you know? So I, we, you know what? I love that. Somebody yeah. once said to me, like, we don't own the spaces that we're hanging out when we're like building platforms or like, yeah. you don't own that space, you rent it. So you're, you do have to sort of like be a little bit agile to the different. So you're on in, I just saw your following. You're not doing too shabby on no. all the other ones as well. <laughs> yeah. So you've got Twitch going for you. We've also like, you're just creeping up on a mill now on Instagram and you <laughs> also are, what's TikTok for you? Do you do similar things? You talk about gaming on there. So I'll do like gaming clips or even like sometimes when I stream, I'll do, instead of gaming, I'll do like a cooking stream. Like me and my boyfriend will, will like set up in the kitchen and cook dinner and things like that. So a lot of just clips from my streams, Mm -hmm. but I've started recently kind of doing day in the life mini vlogs and kind of doing makeup tutorials and things like that. I just want to branch out. I want to do so much more than just here's what I'm doing. Video games. Boom. That's it. I think that there's so so much on the internet to be done, especially with, there's so many talented women in gaming Mm -hmm. and I don't want them to limit themselves to just, this is all I'm doing. You know? Yeah. Honestly, you're multifaceted. So, and people are already curious. They already want to know what you're wearing. They already want to know how you do it. I'm sitting here going like, can you just drop a hair tutorial immediately? (laughs) You're too Uh, nice. (laughs) Do you know what I mean though? Like we already have these curiosities about people. And I think when people become supportive of an individual and that individual is part of like a larger brand that like it's, it's a smart play for the creator, but it's also just genuinely feeding into the audience and what they want anyway. So I think it's 
so smart. I know there was like the advice used to be like niche yourself and stay in that lane and never leave. But honestly, my career would have been dead in the water five years ago if I had done that. So I love when people branch away from what they're doing. And just mm-hmm. like even even if you just need a little bit like a creative rejuvenation type thing, right? Right, right. yeah. So what do you feel like? Do you have any like – I? I hate this question and yet I'm going to ask it because I'm genuinely curious. (laughs) Do you have any like brand dreams that you would like, like something you would love to do or a goal that you'd love to get to? I think I'm so, I just love all things like makeup, fashion, hair, you know, all that. So any of my dream kind of, whether it's a collaboration or sponsorship, with like a, a great makeup company. And and I do, we do have sponsors. Like I've been sponsored by Urban Decay to do mm-hmm. like my makeup on stream, which I think is yeah, so cool. Yeah, it's but a good like crossover. A, yeah, but like imagine like a Brooke AB palette or something. Like I think yes. that, that would be just my dream goal. That would be so, so good. Oh my gosh. Yes. And do it with like, is it Morph who does like such amazing palettes? I have like the Madison beer one. And I was like, my kids are like, oh, you have the Madison beer palette. I'm like, yeah, who's that? Yeah. You're like, (laughs) wait, but like, I just like the colors. I like the colors in it. (laughs) That's what I mean. Like the, it it transcends no matter if people know you or not. So what would you say for people, women, especially I have such a heart because like I said, gaming, Animal Crossing was my game. So when I say gaming, oh. I'm not talking Valorant. No, but that's what I'm people, talking Animal Crossing. People always say like, oh, like I game, but like, I'm not like a gamer. I'm like, listen, if you're playing a video game, you are a gamer. I, I grew up playing the Sims. Yes. I Animal Crossing. Like I used to just want the Sims games. to like do the things, do the deeds together. So I used to play Make them it until they in like the shower. Got, yeah. Woohoo. That's what it was. <laughs> that was like the most, and I'd always be like, who's watching I'm making them woohoo in the shower. I loved Sims. That was such an addiction. But yeah, like I got in, I'm I'm now part of like my family has a league on Saturday nights. We play Mario Kart. So we're big Nintendo family. We're big into that. I'm also sponsored by Nintendo. I should probably disclose that. But I love that though. Hello. Yeah. Well, you know what? It was really cool because I came into I came into started gaming and I had this conversation with a Nintendo and they're like, we're seeing such an uptick of women getting into gaming, but nobody's having conversations about it. Like nobody's talking about it. And if they are, it's not mainstream, but yet we're seeing like a 30%, like I think they said something like 30% increase over a span of like 12 months. And it was really like, it came during that time of like the pandemic. And I, and I think to this day that gaming for me has done something that nothing else can, because it allows me to sort of remove, I can't, can't be on my phone. I can't, you're streaming. So it's maybe a little bit different, but like, I'm not engaged in anything else, but if I'm trying to rest, I can't because my brain is thinking of a million things that I'm supposed to be doing. And if my phone's in my hand, then immediately goes to work. But in a video game, it's like keeping your mind busy, but in a relaxing way. So it's like staying busy on a subject that is not your life, not your home. Unfortunately, you might owe like two million bells to a random raccoon on an <laughs> island. Exactly. It's literally your own life just somewhere else. But yeah. I I really got such a heart for women really entering these zones that we really didn't feel were ever and to be fair, were never marketed to us. We were no, never really never. we never really grew up with like women are gamers. Like if you went and looked yeah. anywhere, it was always like men and boys on video gaming platforms oh, yeah. and video gaming stuff. And then like we talk about playing The Sims, honestly, it was probably the only one marketed to us. The like, only one that was marketed to no. And it's I've seen that as well, especially within not only women starting to stream, but just in my viewer base, just 
huge jump over the pandemic <sighs> is just, I always say this, this is my go-to. I'm like, when I started years ago, there were a couple big women streamers and that was, mm. there was like three or four that people would reference and that was it. Yeah. And over the last few years, it has been the biggest jump in just women coming together. I just did. It's interesting because I just like last week had it the first one, but I started a podcast on oh, saw that. for women in gaming called that's what she said. And yeah. I literally I wasn't was like, sure if that was a joke or not, but I loved it. No, so I was I hoping like, it was real. At first I was like, we were like, we were like going to do something like ladies talk or something. Yeah. I want to be women focused, but that's yeah. what she said was just too funny to like pass up. I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's a space for women in gaming to talk about the struggles and things like that. Because but if I did this two or three years ago, it would be I'd have like three guests and then yeah, it'd be and done, the you know? is done. Yeah. Yeah. And now there's just an endless list of these amazing women in the space that, you know, have a great audience. And I mean, it's just the coolest thing to see that progression in such a short amount of time. I think mm. that the, the pandemic really brought so many women together to kind of have like their safe space online, but in a, our little gaming center, you know, I think it's really cool to see. I mean, it sounds, I think a lot of people might hear it and be like, oh, it's just gaming. But the reality is when you create spaces in areas that are sort of like the dark areas of the internet, yeah. that's like, that's some real shit. Like that's gonna, that's gonna pour over into other parts yeah. of your life. That's gonna pour over into the lives of young men and young women. And otherwise, like that is actually going to create a lot of like systemic change. And I think that that's yeah. a really, that's a really, really powerful thing. Thank you so much for talking about this for the, our time today. I've been honestly like I it's such a world that I don't know about and yet is constantly going on in my own home. So it's yeah. been really nice to hear that there's somebody out there that's like fighting for change and safety for women. Thanks for everything you do. Sorry. Tell everyone where they can find you, especially if they're maybe maybe I'm going to watch a Twitch stream. Maybe there you that's go. Yes. that's my next step in life. Yes, you can find me uh, Brick A B on Twitch or Brick A B B on Instagram. Nice, thank, thank you, you so. so what do you much. on TikTok? Are you the same on TikTok? Oh, Brick A B on TikTok and then Brick A B on Twitter as well. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Brooke. Um, for everyone listening, I'll have that all in the show notes for you as well. And uh, maybe this is a good reminder that if your kids are video gamers, this is a great time to have some conversations. Mm -hmm. Let's create more safety for people like Brooke and the other women who are leading that change in that industry. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. 
Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Thank you.